Hello everyone, and welcome to your lunch break with Kyle. Uh, this is episode number two. Episode number one was a great success of four listens so far, so thanks to everyone for doing that. I'm pretty sure one of them was mine, but that's okay. Alright, episode number two. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple things here. Um, update on the impeachment. Uh, power outages in Texas is going to take majority of the majority of the episode. Um, what that means, how could that, uh, that affect you in the future, and what it means for infrastructure, government, so on and so forth. So, all right, jumping in. Um, update on impeachment. So, um, the um, Senate had had opened it up to um, witness testimony, um, which really wasn't much. It, it was a lot of grandstanding, soapbox, you know, type speeches. Um, but Trump was not impeached. Uh, the vote went to, uh, I think it was forty-seven fifty-three. Um, so they were, uh, they were three votes shy of impeaching the uh, former president. I think a big reason why is because it took so long to get the vote out. You know, on days one to three, if they had voted, I think it would have been slam dunk for the Democrats to impeach the president. Um, the former president and um, it would have been just fine but because it took so long people were kept saying, kept thinking kept writing to their um, senators saying, okay, why is this taking priority over this over the American Relief Bill? We you know, need help now so and so it's going on um, mortgage foreclosure stuff like that and it just took, it took way too long it took way too long and um, they didn't impeach Trump. Trump was acquitted. And what's funny, too, is that right after Trump was acquitted, which means, you know, not guilty, um, Mitch McConnell, the GOP re- Republican leader, um, did an interview or whatever and was like, yes, uh, Trump was in was at fault for the uh, you know riots and insurrection on the Capitol. But that's what the whole impeachment was about, and he didn't even vote for it. So that was just like, I don't know, saving face, I guess. Sometimes the politics are just so slimy and grimy, it's not it's not fun to watch. So anyway, so that's what's going on there. So this means Trump could run again in 2024. Um, we'll see what happens there. There's some rumors that um, the some Republicans want to create a different party entirely, or like a sub-party that's like anti-Trump but pro pro-republican um which sounds great i mean more parties the better um having lived in germany for two years i learned that they have about anywhere from eight to twelve parties depending on what year it is they had one party called the pirate party that was um anti-government anti-police uh free music free internet just total bonkers crazy and um but it was funny to see that it was there to show that there can be all extremes of, you know, ideals there, but we can still all get along as a country. Now, I think they held maybe one spot in the German uh, Senate. It wasn't a lot, but it's still nice to see that there's a broad range and variety, more choices other than just two choices. So that was kind of cool. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, there's also some rumors that uh, different Republicans will run for for president. Um, p- 
possibly Mitt Romney for a second time. I think he'd have a better chance this time around. Um, because compared to, especially if Trump's running again, I mean, I think a lot more Republicans would probably side more with, with Mitt Romney than they would Trump. But, you know, I could be wrong there. We'll see. So just things to think about. Okay, power outages in Texas. Um, so there's about 3 million people without power due to the extreme weather of you know being cold and ice and stuff like that. And I was switching back between Fox News and CNN News this morning and MSNBC. I wanted to hear what everyone would say. Um, CNN was saying how um, you know it was uh, misman- mismanaged by the governor and um, that even though yes some turbines some wind turbines did freeze not the main, that's not the main cause it was primarily uh, coal mine uh, coal factories that were the main problem and then MSNBC was saying um, nothing to do with the wind turbines they were, they were primarily fine that's only like 5% of what's going on the rest of it, it was natural gas and the coal factories uh, coal power plants and then Fox News all was like, you know, the huge problem is the wind turbines. They all froze. That's why we can't do the Green New Deal, yada, 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 which is completely off base here. So I actually went to the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, or ERCOT, as they, you know, because you could make it an acronym. Uh, they are in charge of 90% of the state's power. So I got all these facts from over here. Uh from all the outages, 33% are because of wind, and 66% is coal and gas. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure why they clumped those two together, but that's what they did. So, what exactly is going on? So, um, there's three kind of um, deductive reasonings I'll say of why they think um, they have so many outages. Now, again, these outages aren't because they are running out; it's because they're completely out of power. It's because they're running low on power because of the high demand. And so they are rolling out outages to try and mitigate a bigger problem. If they go completely out, then, you know, that's other things like hospitals, city grids, street lights, stuff like that. Those can go out too. So that they mitigate residential and sometimes commercial um, outages to try and keep so certain essentials open. So what is going on? Number one. Power plants may not have been on due to routine maintenance. So Texas is very hot. During the summer, ACs are running full blast to keep everything cool. So during the winter, they actually, I, I, I guess they turned stuff, they turned power plants completely off for maintenance and for like you know giving a little rest, so to speak. Um, so that's that's one contributor. Number two, some plants are not just are not designed to run in cold weather. Um, they're, designed, they're designed for summer weather. I think this is primarily um, talking about the wind turbines and a little bit of natural gas. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, primarily wind turbines. Um, they're not coated or designed for that kind of stuff. When you see wind turbines um, up in the north, like Montana or Iowa and stuff, when they get that cold weather, those wind turbines are designed to withstand that cold weather. Now, I don't know why they didn't do this over in Texas. Yes. You know, 99% of the time, it is not dropped to 7 degrees or, you know, below zero in Texas. But why wouldn't you prepare for the worst just in case? I'm not sure 
you know, so there you could you know, argue that um, there was an oversight in government or there's an oversight in this committee, you know, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, um, that they were trying to save a few bucks here and there. So, you know, hey, you know, it's never going to drop below zero in Texas, so we don't need to worry about that. I can see that argument, but I am kind of the mindset of, you know, prepare for the worst all the time, no matter what, just in case. Okay, um, <clears throat> number three, natural gas may not have had enough supply unlike coal, which has a stockpile. So the coal power plants, I guess, always have a stockpile ready to go. So I don't see, unless it was, you know, some of those were just off due to maintenance or maybe they're re-upping re their stockpile. There's not much data on that right now. Um, so those that's the reason that those could be off and uh, contribute to some of the outages. Now the natural gas, um, some of the pipes froze, which I, I researched what is the number one natural gas for power plants? And the number one natural gas is methane, or CH4. Um, the methane freezing point is negative 295 degrees Fahrenheit. Negative 295, which is insane. Not even Mount Everest is that cold. Even with the wind chill, it's not that cold. So you can think, okay, that's going to be literally impossible to freeze. Well, these pipes are now outfitted to be, you know, so precisely concealed to mitigate, uh, to get rid of any water or condensation. So because there's water and condensation in there, and sometimes these pipes are also pressurized, the water or condensation mixed with the methane can freeze. And that's what's been freezing some of these pipes, um, which is a huge problem. I'm not sure why they weren't insulated more or a better filtra filtration system, or a better process of getting the methane out of the earth to, you know, to then burn and then create steam for turbines, which creates electricity. Um, yeah, so there's a big infrastructure problem there. Because if you think of other places like, uh, you know, Canada, for example, anytime it gets below zero there, you don't see pipes freezing. You don't see the whole country on lockdown. So obviously there is a way to have these pipes not freeze. And they just thought, this is never going to happen in Texas. It's too hot here. Well, it happened. Now we get a big problem. I mean, it's one thing if power's out and people are kind of struggling. But another thing when there's a death count tallied with it. I think the tally's up to 23 now. And zero should be the number. It should always be zero. Um... So they definitely need to reamp their energy kind of um, consumption and how they can protect their energy resources because obviously it's a major problem. That was never that never should have happened. Um, so my thoughts on the matter. Um, I recently listened to a uh, interview with Elon Musk and he talked about um, a carbon tax. Now a carbon tax would be. Um, how much a company would pay um, depending on how much carbon they put into the atmosphere. Now this is switching over a little bit to the climate change type um, discussion. Considering Fox News was totally on board with bashing wind turbines and saying we can't do the Green New Deal because look we won't have any power. Well that's not entirely true. Wind turbines can be outfitted to not freeze. Okay, They can't. So it was an oversight that they weren't outfitted to do that. 
it was an oversight that they're not leaning more towards, you know, maybe some cleaner alternatives like, like solar or hydro, electric. There's tons of rivers in, in Texas. Um, so I'm not sure why they're doing that. Who knows? Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, uh, moving forward. Um, I'm assuming the only way they're going to get power back on is Texas is going to warm back up. If the pipes are frozen, they can't go back in and redo the whole piping system. They can't really unfreeze a wind turbine, maybe from knocking the ice off, knocking the ice off, and then manually turning it. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if that's possible or even re- remotely safe. So they're probably literally just waiting for it to warm back up, um, which is a, not very comforting for those who are without power. So we'll see how that goes. Um, another topic I want to talk about today is uh, Myanmar. Uh, Myanmar is a country that's kind of towards uh, Vietnam. They recently had the the military come in, take over the government, literally just kick everyone out, arrest arrest uh, the pre- the sitting president that was there, and to take total control. Now I have a little bit of of an insight because my cousin and her husband are are actually teaching English in Myanmar. Now when I last spoke to her, she said that they're doing well and that um, they have enough food to last them for a couple of weeks and they've been told just to stay indoors and not go anywhere else. Now that was kind of, that was a little while ago. Um, let me look up exactly when that was. That was February 2nd. Oh boy, that was over two weeks ago. I have not, I have not heard from her since. I messaged her again on February 10th asking if they're still okay and if they needed anything, like, you know, escape the country. Um, but I haven't heard back from her yet. So we'll see. There have been tons of um, internet cuts that the government has been doing. Um, trying, they're trying to um, bring the scale of the riots, right of the riots down, because um, that's the last thing you want is uh, an uprising from the citizens, and then your whole military, you know, takeover is kind of for naught because you'd be, you know, run out of town, so to speak, by the citizens. But we'll see. And there's some rumors. Uh, this, I can't confirm this that China is secretly supporting Myanmar, either financially or with military aid. So I'm not entirely sure how that's how that would work out. So, um, so there's some updates for you for your lunch break. Um, bring it back to the workplace and have a discussion with your um, with your friends or coworkers of you know of of what they think and maybe you guys can find some common ground. So. Uh, Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.